We got a special interview today. We are with Unlearn the World, who, if you followed me for, you know, what, a year or so, you probably know this guy. I talk about him a lot. I love his music. He made the top 50 albums of 2020 last year with his Light Years album. He dropped a new album, Crowns, a couple weeks ago. It got a um, 7.2, just to throw out some um, some flexes right now. Hype some up. numbers. <laughs> that, is a, that is a score that did better than guys like Drake, Young Thug, um, you know, some other bigger guys, Pop Smoke, even though, you know, his album was just a big label disaster. I could literally, <laughs> you know, go through the list of people that his album scored better than on my website, but um, we'd be here for too long. But yeah, we are with Unlearn the World. How you doing, bro? I'm doing well, bro. That's a, I, I need to I need to definitely get your, your, your take on on why it was an industry disaster. But we'll we'll get into that in a later. But I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you having me, man. Yeah, I'm so I'm so excited to be talking to you. I mean, last time we talked, what was that? Early 2021, I think. I think so, and I think I had it all fucked up. I had my my camera reversed, so like I don't think the people <laughs> even got to see my face. <laughs> yeah, that was the that was a minute ago. That was 2020, I think. Actually, that was like November or something. And then I came on your podcast, the um the Ratchet and Woke podcast. Yes. MC. Yeah. And, um, that was I think that was 2021, but it may have been 2020. I'm not sure. No, I think they both were 20. No, actually, the, the, the podcast interview was 2021. Yeah. The first interview we did was 2020 in the midst of shelter in place and all yeah, of that. It's but been a minute. yeah, it's happy been to be talking was, to you again. <laughs> I was I was looking at um one of the old podcasts we had, the one on the Ratchet and Woke one. I saw I still had like the full beard tag. I was like, damn, this is old. <laughs> you know, we, we have different eras in our life based on hair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Drake is going to have his heart shaped um, part era you know saying he had his afro era it's like a whole hair is important when you talk about different parts of your career people really know (laughs) (laughs) but um you know we got a lot to talk about a lot to go into but um you know how have you been doing i've been good bro i've been really really good i've been grateful just really active really busy um the album's doing really well so i just continue to pushing that doing the press run all of that um, and then hip hop education work is keeping me busy as all as as all get out, you know, lectures, uh, assemblies, classes, all these different things, not only with me, but the organization hip hop for change that I work for. We just been, you know, it's been popping. So, you know, I, I keep telling the people around me and I keep on telling my team, it's only going to get busier. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's only going to get busier. And that, and that's kind of what I signed up for. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm grateful that it's all coming to fruition and we have bigger and better plans going on. Yeah, I mean, as hectic as being busy is, it's a good problem to have. Like exactly, you know, it's a great. And I'm sure you and I'm sure you could relate. You know what I'm saying? Real yeah. ones relate. <laughs> a little too busy, but <laughs> yeah. it's a good problem to have. You know, but um, you you know you've been having an, again a hell of a year. It seems like every time I talk to you, you just keep getting better. You keep moving up in life. So it's like you drop this new album. I mean, first of all, I was looking at um, you know, the promotional graphics you had for it, and you were talking about the producer list. And, you know, you were flexing how, you know, these producers that were on the album have worked with guys like Kanye West, Drake, 50 Cent. So, Artie, I got to ask about that. I Like, what went into the production of this new album? So, it was a deliberate and intentional choice as it relates to the, the producers that I chose, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to craft a sound where I wanted to kind of step back from myself. Like, the last two albums, last three albums I've done have been pre- predominantly self-produced. Um... But considering that space, 
in the vein of a Kanye or in the vein of a J. Cole where people love what they do, but they kind of feel like the production may be stagnant because they're not going out to the big name producers, right? Like that was the knock against J. Yeah. Cole for years that he wasn't really linking with the, the current producers that were popping. He was just keeping it internal and that was hurting the music. So I wanted to create an experience as best as I could within my means of something similar to what, what Kanye did where he was bringing in producers, he was bringing in artists for, um, you know, my dark twisted fantasy. I wanted to bring in producers that could, or, or collaborators that could help craft the sound that I already established. And I feel like Light Years as an album established my sound. Like I, it, it, you can hear an unlearn the world style beat in yeah. that in that project um and my delivery and my wordplay and my subject matter my story my messaging all of that but what would it be to create an unlearn the world album with other producers bringing in their work you know what i'm saying so i, I reached yeah. out to my immediate network i linked with people like dj Payne one who has produced for pusha t and drake and a bunch of others and i've known him since i was literally just trying to get my foot in the door like i think he judge he was a judge at a at a talent show that i performed that and he was like yo this, <laughs> but he said it then he was like yo this is the hottest dude nobody knows about like you like he so just just him repping for me like that over the over the last few years i was like i gotta have him on this album um my man ed noodles and i'll, I'll get into ed's ed, ed noodles story in a minute but nabian who's who did heaven and hell or he helped co-produce heaven and hell on the kanye album um he he gave me a joint uh, and a couple of other producers that I've known for a while, my man Shafiq Beats from Chicago, I've collaborated with him since early on in my career. My man Sincere Noble, we were collaborators back in my mixtape era, and he's gone on to produce for Benny the Butcher and a bunch of other people. But Ed Noodles in particular, he's he's worked with people like Fat Joe, Big Pun, back in the heyday of like the, the, the Latin New York era, right? Um, and, but he was very instrumental in my, my development as an artist he was very yeah. instrumental and he was the first producer i ever met who had original beats who had their own studio lived down the block from my house my my brother's best friend who wanted to manage me as a as a 15 year old kid or a 14 year old kid brought me to this man's house and he wasn't even a man at the time he probably wasn't more than three years older than me so if i was 13 or 14 he had to have been no older than 18 but he had his old setup he had all the equipment had the mpc had the studio booth all of that and i was blown away like that was mm -hmm. my first foyer into the entertainment or the music industry so for me to to have him on this album and for him to produce the first record that people hear to me was very sentimental it was like a it was a, a full circle. circle moment yeah exactly yeah. so i just wanted to kind of collaborate with producers that were going to bring or or i was going to find beats from that them that was going to replicate something that i would do myself mm -hmm. um and I think in, in collaboration was important in this album because it's one thing to hear me by myself with me making all the beats, me making the rhymes, the hooks. How does Unlearn sound when he's going bar for bar with Sky Zoo? How does Unlearn's beat sound when he's going bar, you know, beat for beat with people who have credits and plaques and all of that? Yeah. Like, what does my music sound like? Yeah. And then bringing in my man Jay Wash, who came in and did the mixing and the mastering and going to L.A. and recording most of the album out in L.A., it was kind of just a, not only like a level up, but also saying like, all right, how does this sound? How do I want to make this sound bigger and better than the last albums I've done? Yeah. 
And I, th- I think by all accounts, by people who tapped in with me, I think we, we did that. I think we, we accomplished that task. So I think you definitely <laughs> did. I think that, you know, comparing crowns to light years, I think they're both fantastic, but in different in different ways, in different facets. I think this was definitely like a more, you know, off rip, like just here in like Coronation, you know, in the opening, like it's a more like royal album. It's a more elegant album. It's more. You know, I think it's a more, you know, flashy album. And I think it thrives in that regard. You're doing, you know, you got a couple of trap cuts. You really, you're talking your shit on this one. Light Years was definitely like a more introspective dive into who you are as a man, I feel like, where this was more, you know, who you are as an MC. But- yeah, I think, I think, yeah. And I, I appreciate that assessment because that was the intention. I wanted yeah. to go into this saying, I want this album to look and feel expensive. Yeah, <laughs> for an underground artist, like you know what I'm saying, like for for an underground artist, I want this to look like I want you to look at the cover and be like, yo, I should be paying a few hundred dollars for this, like just as a body, <laughs> just as a piece of work. I wanted to look, I wanted it to sound expensive. Um, where Light Years was very introspective in that we were in the house. It was recorded predominantly through quarantine and shelter yeah. in place. This album is more like, yo, we outside, and I'm gonna <laughs> assert, and I'm trying to assert all the all the things that i learned about myself during the quarantine i'm out here now asserting this you know what i mean and that that was the goal and objective um and light years was one of those albums where i had to kind of regroup things i had to go internal and kind of look inside because most of the music that i had made for light years was outside music and nobody was outside no one was going to really relate to that level of content um whereas this it was more kind of yeah we're outside but it's also going to be autumn it's going to be fall so i want people to play this in their car i want people to play this in their house i want people i want people to be able to play this straight through without just trying to find the songs they want to throw on their little playlist you know what i mean like i just wanted to create that experience for people um and that was that was the goal it was just kind of to like throw my name in the ring like you can't i don't want people to talk about bay area lyricism rap hip-hop lyricism without me being mentioned in the conversation and i think that any artist um who feels that strongly about their abilities needs to invest in themselves to do so you know what i'm saying like no one's gonna make no one's gonna put you in that conversation who's loud enough except for you so i had to make that statement so collaborating with like sky zoo for one was letting you know all right this is the time we on like this is these are the people that i want to be talked about with you know what i'm saying um and then the production the same thing i just want to be mentioned you know what i mean and and so that was that was the goal no i mean as you said back in um, light years, you know, everywhere I move, that's a power move. And I mean, getting Sky Zoo on the album was a power move. Like that, when you that said, was like, I saw, I saw, you know, I think you sent me it and then, you know, you were posting about it. I got a song with Sky Zoo coming. I was like, yo, like that's fucking huge. Sky Zoo is one of the most like legendary writers, one of the most legendary MCs, like not just in the underground, like in hip hop. You know what I mean? Like he is one of the greatest. So like when I saw that, I was like, I was shocked. I was excited too. So I was like, you got to be going in your bag for that. Going to see Sky Zoo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean I, it was slapped. It was <laughs> one of my favorite songs of the year. Like so good. I so I mean, yeah, that. what, how did, first of all, how did this song come about? And you know, what did it bring out in you? So it's funny, man. Like, Shout out to my man DJ Soros who produced my song Moonlit on the Light Years album and he's you know he's my DJ so we we go everywhere. But I remember when I first started working with him like about 3 years ago we did an event and he threw on Sky Zoo as just kind of like warming up as a DJ. Now in the Bay Area not a lot of people are familiar with a person like Sky Zoo. He's an East Coast MC. Yeah. 
you could consider him underground so or yeah. regional you know what i mean so for for a bay area dj to be playing sky zoo i already knew this was my man to begin with i was like all right this is my guy he, he, he's on what i'm on but we were talking about and ruminating like yo how dope would it be to have sky zoo out here and then following that like i think within months we we booked him to perform at my album release party for universes the album, you know what I'm saying? And it was a moment. It was like, I, I consider it a moment in Bay Area underground culture because it, the place was packed. It almost sold out. You know, Sky got on stage and we did we did a rendition of Shook Ones where he did uh, Prodigy's verse and stopped the record and everybody else went crazy on Like, it was a moment. So oh, just that, sick. just... Just that moment, just that 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 bond, that camaraderie, you know what I'm saying? Doing good business, all of that. You keep relationships with people. So when I made this beat, like I was literally making the beat and I said, this sounds like a Sky Zoo record. I told myself that. And I went to my man Soros and I said, yo, I think this is the record that we want Sky Zoo on. Because we had been kind of talking about maybe doing a collab, but you know, the timing may not have been right. Or And, and just so we're clear, I've been trying to work on a, a Sky Zoo Unlearned collab for maybe 15 years. We, we did a record a long, long time ago, back in my hiphopgame.com days, where we didn't really meet with each other. We just were a bunch of rappers on a, on a posse cut. Um, so there was that. I had met him once at a mansion party in Miami, um, doing a show. He was opening up for like Saha the Prince. Like this was like this is crazy. Like Saha was there, Freeway was there, and Sky Zoo. And I was able to meet all of them before they became who they became. Right? You know what I mean? Um, so this was kind of like on my bucket list, on my wish list. My kids know Sky Zoo because I listen to him in my car. I'm a fan yeah. of his catalog. So yeah. finally, when I made this beat, I said, "This is the one." this is the one we're going to get him on so he he heard it he really was fucking with it and i told him i said you gotta talk your shit like you can't you can't just just i don't want it to sound like yo i just got a well-known rapper on a verse <laughs> for me i wanted yeah. to sound like we was actually in the studio cooking yeah. and we kind of ideated on that and then when he when he gave me them vocals back and he gave me that like you know like speaking of learning and he just go in i was like this is it this is it so it was it was a moment for me in my in my professional career i think it was a moment for for anybody who came from that hip-hop game era of me sky Sha stimuli joel ortiz wale like we were all contemporaries at one point um yeah. and went our our you know different paths but um for for me to get him on a record was very significant me another full circle moment you know what i mean yeah that was just like was a, that was a moment to remember i'm Excited to see what's next with that because I mean you've been just boosting your profile, you know, opening up for big name rappers. I mean, last time we talked, you already so you know, in the past I mean, years you opened up for Ghostface Killer, Raekwon, Little Brother, Jay Electronica, KRS One, maybe some people I'm forgetting about, but you know <laughs> those are some big names. And I mean, this year you opened up for Rakim, the God MC, like. That oh, was yeah. huge. I mean, you know, every time you post something on your story, I, I always get excited. So I was checking Instagram one day. I remember I was playing basketball. I was playing pickup basketball and I'm, you know, <laughs> drinking water. I'm on the bench sitting down I'm on my phone. I see, oh, I'm opening up for somebody. It's a surprise. I'm like, you know, I swipe up my eager ass. I, gotta, <laughs> I, gotta, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get the inside scoop sometimes so, if you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, who is it? Who is it? And then I think, you know, we were going back and forth. We were I was guessing. I said, Nas. Then I said a couple other people. And then I said Rakim. And you were like, yeah, you're right. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. bro, you just, you don't fucking, you don't lose. Like, you just win, bro. But, like, how, how <laughs> was that? 
So let's put it in context, right? Because that, that sounds like a really great statement and very complimentary and I appreciate that, right? I've been doing music. I've been doing music professionally since I was 15. I'm about, I'm 40 years old, right? Yeah. So we're talking 25 years, right? What you're seeing is five years of winning compared to 20 years of losing. And I wouldn't even say 20 years of losing. I would say it's 20 years of learning. You know what I'm saying? Like I, it, it took me going through different iterations of the music industry, different iterations of myself to finally figure out and to be in a climate where the format and the formula for my creativity is complementary to the current landscape, right? Streaming, social media, you know, the internet. Like I, was, I dropped my first mixtape and gave it away for free on the internet before anybody was doing that. No, there was no dat piff. There was no, and I got 10,000 downloads. Like that was insane for, for that time. So fast forward, you know, a decade later or more, you know, I think everything just kind of aligned in the right way for me to, to have a presence, for me to just do some stuff that people actually fuck with and really, really want to ride out and advocate for. You know what I'm saying? It's one thing for sure. your homies to say, yeah, you nice. But for strangers to come up and not only say, yo, you nice, but I'm going to share your shit. I'm going to play it for other people. I'm going to go to your show. I'm going to buy merch. I'm going to follow your, your development and growth as an artist. Like that to me is incredible, right? Um, regardless of what the scale is, right? Because there's my level and then there's Drake level, right? Like, and there's a lot in between. Yeah. So when you say like, yo, you don't win is because it's all calculated. It's all, it's all being done with intention. It's all being done in a strategy. I'm reverse engineering my own um, destiny. You understand what I'm saying? And that, yeah. that, that has a lot to do with where this album lies, right? It was an acronym. Mm. Crowns, because I didn't want to come out and just be arrogant and be like, yo, I'm a king of the underground. Like, that seems kind of corny and arrogant. Yeah. But if I say crowns, because I wear so many hats and I'm a king at what I do. So it was just like crowns. But the acronym is created reality out of wins and sins. Like, that's, that's how I feel. I feel hip-hop allows people like myself to create our own realities, to remix ourselves and remix our circumstances so that we can be thriving rather than just surviving. And th that yeah. comes with a lot of uh, journeys, that comes with a lot of travel, that comes with a lot of um, existential things. And I wanted to kind yeah. of explore that on this album. So um, I'm, very, I'm very happy with, with the strategies that I've been putting in place and getting them to land. The way that I need them to land, like that synchronicity is is something beyond me. <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely like you just have like a special you know presence around you, which is something like you're one of my honestly biggest inspirations. Just going on my phone, you know, oh, going man, through my day to day that. activities because you just got such like a good outlook on life. Like you just are always doing something that's just like wow. Like I want to be this guy. I want to know this guy. Like I want to support this guy because you're just. You, you just want to win. Like, that's that's something for me, like, I see from you. You know what I mean? You're always doing the next that. best thing. You're always finding the next best thing. And as someone who, you know, has a lot of sleepless nights, is always, you know, busting their ass. And a lot of people who, you know, follow me, support me, and I'm sure support you, obviously, I mean, are going through similar things. Like, you just serve as a great voice of reason. Also, you're so damn smart with the your punchlines <laughs> and what you're happening and shit. Like, there's, like, five... There's like maybe like five lines that you've had over like the past couple of albums that like I'll randomly just like say out loud in front of people and they'll be like, what? And I'm like, oh, it's a song. And it's like, then I have to like <laughs> explain them. But it's just like, I love the, I love the lines that you have sometimes like um on the new album you say, um, what is it? It's, I don't, 
I don't need followers. I'm dope in real life. I I, I haven't said it in a minute. Yeah, fuck the all. internet. I'm popular in real life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I just like like I just love that shit. Like it, it just it makes my days. The little things that those bars like they just they pump me up. Like and um you know on yeah. the other ones like you know your favorite rappers a liars got a ton on um light years. <laughs> Honestly, I'm gonna say this right now. You're the king of Bay Area hip hop right now. There's no one doing that. it Thank better you. than on Learn the World. Nobody I just <laughs> thank you thank you I mean I put a lot of work in those lines and I mean them exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying and I think that that's that's the that's the one thing that needs to be under I, like I mean what I'm saying and it, it, uh, you know rappers are clout chasing and rappers are gonna be self-absorbed and they're gonna posture posture themselves to be arrogant or whatever the case is but sometimes it's good you know what I'm saying like sometimes it's good to talk your shit because no one's gonna talk your shit for you you understand what yeah. I'm saying? Like, uh, aside from self-awareness, there needs to be self-advocacy. So yeah. if I'm not telling people, yo, I'm nice out here, no one's going to do it for me. No one's yeah. doing any me any favors. I grew up in New York. You grew up in New York. We grew up in an environment. 10 million people live there. There's a thousand billion rappers born every second. If you're not asserting yourself and working to, to put yourself in certain rooms then I don't know what you're doing. So if I'm going to take a position like, yo, fuck the internet, I'm popular in real life, that's what I'm going to stand on because that's how I feel. I come from an era where in order for you to be popping at an MC, people had to know you in the street. People had to know who you were, see you play or play your music in their cars. Like That was the, the metric by which you were judged as an artist, right? Yeah. Where now... It's all illusion. It's all perception management, right? So you have people, oh, I made X amount of streams on this one uh, platform for streaming music, or, or I'm, I'm charting, or I have this many followers, and, you know, I don't know how many laymans or civilians know this, but we know followers can be bought. We know that streams can be bought. We know that the record labels do it. So that, to me, has never been a metric of the, of, of the popularity. A hundred percent. I always, I, yeah, I always say like when I'm talking about people, you really see how popular and how loved an artist is when they have shows. I think that is like one of the exactly only true metrics of like how you know popular an artist is because that's real interaction. Those are real people coming out to see artists. Like streaming numbers are so fabricated these days. And like I was literally like last night there was um this girl that I went to high school with, and you know. No one needs to know her name, whatever. Not <laughs> she's like posting all these pictures. She's saying she's a rapper now. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of Where? cool. Let me check this out. <laughs> yeah. So I go on her Instagram page. She's got like 30,000 followers. I'm like, I must be out of the loop or something. Like, what's going on here? And like, like know, yeah, I'm like I do post. this for real and I don't yeah. know. About yeah, exactly. Like, okay. And then I click on the Spotify page and it's like, there's no, like she's 30,000 followers on Instagram. And then I click on the Spotify page and you know, whatever. It's like, oh, for booking information, all this shit. And then I see the thing. It's like, she's got 300 listeners and she's got no songs. I'm like, like she got it's all different songs on there. Like, like it's like when you know when you like there's a Spotify name that's so generic and like they just accidentally like put multiple artists music in one like person. Yeah, thing. they were just all random songs from the people. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, that's what I mean. And like the industry is like that. We're like, you know, people just kind of cap, find a way to make their numbers look better. Another day too. Like I know somebody, you know, eleven thousand followers on instagram hyping up their music they're saying they're a musician and i mean you can see you can see when um you know actions on instagram like are not interactions are not genuine because it's like 
you have 11,000 followers and you're getting 400 likes. You know what I mean? Like clearly there's something right. wrong. Like clearly you're, you're buying followers. Like, you know, it's just so clear. I was getting a thousand likes on Instagram this year in the summer when I had literally 2000 followers. Like that's where I was at. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so I can see when somebody is generally like, you know, they're just not genuine. And it's like, it's just ridiculous though. It's, yeah. I mean, it's building done. momentum and I get it. I get it from the industry perspective. I understand you need to create a certain perception and you're leveraging your perception to get other opportunities and to secure yeah. some bags. I completely get it. I'm not knocking that at all, but let's not believe in your own hype. Let's, if that's, if that's your mode and that's what you're doing and, and it's not translating and the music isn't really connecting with people, then yeah. understand that own it and, and just stay in your place. But if you're going to flex, if you're going to use this as the metrics by which people should judge you rather than your actual skill or yeah. your actual music or the way that it's connecting the fans, then, you know, it it's is cute. what it's going to end up being. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's been like, yeah, the, the album's doing well. This is probably my, my most successful album financially, critically, whatever the case is. Thank you. But aside from that, it's is the music connecting? You know what I'm saying? Like that to me is like I could I give a fuck about the numbers because that's all in the macro. If I walk down the street and somebody's like, yo, I heard your album, or you know that your album came out and you go to a spot and people are telling you, yo, congrats to the album. I heard it, it's amazing. When I'm getting those phone calls, when I'm getting those text messages, and I've gotten more of those with this album than at any other point in my career. I've been dropping music for 20 years, mixtapes, this, that, and the yeah. third. You know what I'm saying? I got my family members saying like, yo, I'm so proud of what you've been able to do for yourself. Like family, you know, and the, the, these are That's the same amazing. people, these are the same people telling me to get a day job when I was dropping mixtapes, <laughs> right? Like, so for them to say like, yo, you got that fam you did that i'm like all right that's yeah. that's all i need when my kids are like yo this 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 song is dope dad when my kids and my kids got their aid of the street they listen into the estgs and all the young boys so for them to listen to some classic hip-hop shit and be like yo you got that i'm like all right cool i know i know that my music is connecting when i go and do i just did so far sounds which for those who don't know they're like these network of very intimate shows right people don't know who they're going to see they just want to see live music and typically it's not a hip-hop audience so for me to do music off of crowns at this small little intimate venue with non-hip-hop fans and for them to go crazy right like really just go nuts yeah. based on the content and what i'm saying like they came people were coming to me like like dude your lyrics like not even the beat slaps yo you had me twerking on fucking couches like nah your <laughs> lyrics like it, it it reminds you that yo lyricism will always matter um hip hop in regardless in what form or what it does sonically yeah. hip hop in its true form will always be relevant it's always going to be relevant i don't necessarily need a boom bap beat to be relevant nor do i think i need a trap beat to be relevant i can do both i could do either or but provided that my story is authentic and the sound is authentic to me i think it's a win yeah no 100 percent. i mean you could probably go acapella and still you know do something just as good but you i know. definitely yeah. yeah i think you know like beats i mean Beats are always going to be like important. I think they're, you know, almost like they're like your, you know, your side dishes, but lyrics are like the meat of the music. Lyrics are going to take you to that next level. I mean, they're both, it depends on what style you're going for, but you know, in like a more lyrically focused or more, you know, vocally focused, like you, you need to have strong lyrics. The best rappers are, you know, ones who can, you know, not just spit, you know, something crafty and cool, but can say something with it. And you definitely are always saying something that is 
you know, smart, potent. And I mean, you do that between, you know, both like personal issues and like societal issues, which is something that I think is a very like special attribute that not many rappers can do. A lot of guys can, you know, talk about their lives. A lot of guys can talk about, you know, what they see in the universe, in the world, people who can do both. I mean, those are, you know, generally very special guys, but, um, you know, you were talking about your kids and I, you know, see obviously on your Instagram and everything, and you're a father. I mean, it's got to be a huge thing to, you know, have kids. They're, you know, the sur- the most important thing in your life. I mean, I'm sure they are. Yeah. And, um, you know, you have a couple tracks where you talk about your kids, the relationship with your kids on the end of Crowns. And, um, you know, that was some emotional stuff. Like, listening to that, like, I was getting emotional. I was getting a little teary. <laughs> like, I just, like, I want to wonder, like, what, you know, how do your kids, you know, I'm sure you've talked to your kids about this. Like, how do they feel about, you know, your career as a rapper and, you know, those songs that kind of focus on them? I think they, I I think with this particular song, I told them, I told them when I finished it, I said, I made a song for y'all. And they were like, that they, it it warmed their heart. Cause I don't think they recognize, you know, you, you, my kids have their own experience of me as I have my own experience of them as a parent. So, you know, in, in, in our personal lives, you may not think or be aware of like how significant you are as a person in your father's life, right? Because I'm busy. I'm always busy. Like my kids, I, I make it a point to be around my kids and I make, make it a point to spend time with them, but they know yeah. daddy got to move. Like I'm out here, you know what I'm saying? Like my, my son, my oldest son, he's 15. He's like, you, you the busiest motherfucker I know. Like you the busiest <laughs> dude on the planet earth. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Cause he knows I'd be moving. So for him to know that I'm, I made this song specifically for you all to, yeah. so that if I do nothing else on earth, you know how I stay, where I stand on y'all. You know how I yeah. feel about y'all. And this isn't posturing to get some external sympathy. This is literally yeah. made for you all to know how I feel about you. And I'm gonna be as honest as possible about my experience. This is a song that I've been wanting to make since my 15 year old was five. Right. So for now, now me being where I'm at and, and, and just kind of being in the emotional space to kind of do that without completely breaking down and crying. Right. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. And then just like and, and, and the fact that like it ends with my son and me talking at the end. Right. Like that was I mean, I was just literally just driving them to school. And I just decided to cut something on because I wanted to hear just kind of our interaction. And then mm-hmm. when I'm crafting and finalizing the project, I was like, this is the perfect send out. This is, I have to have yeah. this just so they know where this, what I'm doing this for and what the intention is. So, you know, being a father is nothing I shy away from. It's very intrinsic and instrumental to my brand as an artist, yeah. who I am, what I represent and, and what I do this for. And I, I just, I appreciate them for allowing me to do that. And it doesn't really affect their world. I'm an old hip hop head, right? Like their world is completely different in the world and as it relates to music and all this stuff. I'm not doing TikTok dances. I'm not doing anything embarrassing yeah. to them. So they cool with it. You know what I'm saying? They grew up with this. They came, I was, I was doing shows in art galleries, holding my, my, my youngest son in my arms, wrapping my ass off. <laughs> they, they know this, they know this is what I do. They know that this is an important aspect of who I am. And they know that this that makes me a better father for them. So yeah. I appreciate them allowing me to just, do what i do and get my shit off still (laughs) that's a that's amazing though like you know and like that's something that's solidified that's always going to be there you know what i mean whatever what happens that piece that song is always going to be solidified as you know what i mean your legacy your relationship with your kids which is just absolutely beautiful i mean you know there's a lot of stuff that anyone who's a father son 
any sort of family, you know, person who has a father figure like could relate in that song. And it was just like so beautiful to listen to. I mean, you know, what I mean, like the lyrics, the descriptions of, you know, like growing up, raising kids like it, it's just it, it's an amazing track. I honestly definitely <laughs> one of your best songs, probably top three. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, I think, yeah, yeah, I think people people love the vulnerability of it. You know what I'm saying? Like they, 100%. they, they yeah, and I think that that's something that in my last album, Light Years, I may have shown glimpses of, but it wasn't to the extent of this. Like yeah. this, this hits different, right? But I think to your point about where I go lyrically, I think that's all done with intention, right? There's a yeah. lot of artists who they'll give you the story, they'll give you their vulnerable track. Here's my vulnerable track. Here's my track about a woman. For them, and I and I have those on this album, but I think for the most part, my sound as an artist and my my lyrical approach is to contain everything that I'm going through in one verse. I want to make my verses as dense as possible. So in my verse, you're gonna get street shit, you're gonna get toxic masculinity, you're gonna get social commentary, you're gonna get everything in 16 bars. Because yeah. and and the truth of the matter is, because of the current landscape, I don't know how much how much longer I'm gonna be able to hold your attention. Mm-hmm. So I got to give you everything in the, in this one thing. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to give you this one 16 bars and then hopefully, fingers crossed, you go listen to my vulnerable record. Yeah. Like, it's not. You're going to get this. <laughs> while I have your attention, here's a, here it goes. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, this album, I mean, is just like, I mean, right now I'm on Spotify. You're sitting at 11,000 monthly listeners. I'm sure, you know, the streaming numbers are doing great and i'm sure you know everything is doing great this whole album is just like the presentation of it is something like you know i'm infatuated with obviously we talked about the features the approach going into it but i think like one of the most important things we talked about this a little like the cover art like how how did this cover art come about like who made it and um you know i i love like that they put your face in it like it yeah. gives me like a um like a mid almost like a medieval feel but at the same time it's like you're in that like you know what i mean like your face is in it and it's like a modern picture so it just it's like a cool like you know crossover of like our culture and like something you know much more older or elegant so um you know how did that cover come about yeah it was it was it was a lot of ideation um it was something that i had in mind as i was listening to the music that i was making i was closing mm-hmm. my eyes and starting to think about like all right what does this sound like? And considering going into this saying, I want this to sound expensive, I kind of had an idea of what kind of album cover I wanted, right? Like I wanted, I knew the color palette, I knew kind of like the structure of it, but I didn't, there was a lot that I couldn't flesh out. So the, the, my my, my man, Jay-Z Designs, who did the cover for the One Day Is Today record, Me and Sky Zoo, I gave him a shot to do this. And I said, here's what I want. I want something that kind of looks like Watch the Throne, but has my face in it. And I usually don't have my face in my album covers. Like yeah, I think yeah. I Saint I Sinner was an album that I did, but it was like my, my face, but in like in different colors. You probably couldn't see it. This was like a very vulnerable picture of me. Like you don't know if I'm smiling or surprised. It was just like this very ambiguous look on my face. And I yeah. wanted that to to represent like what you're gonna get in this or to for you to question it, but for it to look like art. Like this can stand alone as art. If I just put this album cover up, I can exhibit this throughout yeah. the throughout the world in the country. I wanted it to look like art. I wanted it to for people who don't know or are not familiar with me, if they're scrolling through their streaming platform and they come across this album cover, I want them to be at least their curiosity be, to be piqued. So yeah. you know, we we kind of ideated on that. And we kind of played around with these different ideas, and he brought up the whole 
picture in the frame, like put my picture in the frame. So when you're looking at it, it's weird because you don't know if it's me looking in a mirror. You don't know if you're looking at me or if I'm looking at you from another yeah. place. It's very, there's, there's so many dimensions to it that it's, it's hard to get a sense of what, what's going on there. And, and I think sonically, the music echoes that sentiment. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was, it was all intentional. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even, I honestly didn't even realize like, I, there was some sort of feeling I got from looking at it, like that picture of you, because yeah, there's definitely a very like interpretive feel of like, what is going on in this picture? What is he looking at? Is he, you know what I mean? But right. like, yeah, it's just like, there's so many different, um, you know, interpretations of it. And, um, you know, it's something, I guess you and, um, you know, what's real on his new album, the dark album, like he had another amazing cover, which had like a lot of significance to it. And, you know, I mean, cover art, I feel like it's become a, like a lost a lost art in hip hop, to be honest. Like, I mean, we've seen it this year with Certified Lover Boy, Donda. Like, none of these albums have really had like great covers anymore. And it's honestly like to me, it's kind of a shame because, like, I love cover art. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I love. I, I'm. I've been trying to. I, I. I was trying to make a you know a record wall of all different you know album covers and everything on my wall. I've been working on it. And it's like people are just not caring as much about covers. We've seen it, especially in the mainstream with, you know, Polo G, Meek Mill, you know, the list goes on. It's like, I appreciate, you know, what you, what's real. And a lot of the other, you know, more artists in hip hop who are just, you know, fully creating these albums, putting it, you know, they're making their best vision down to every single thing, like making the effort to put in a cover that has meaning. And that is, you know, something visually appealing. Right. Uh, yeah. Do things with intention, right? Like yeah. that we've been we've been talking about that. I've been bringing up that term. Everything was done with this album. I went into it saying, "This is I'm making an album." Whereas yeah. with Light Years, it was like I have a bunch of songs. Let me add some more songs so I could put it as an album. Mm -hmm. The year, the album before that, it was just like happened. Like a lot of these albums, and I think a lot of underground or independent artists, we do that because we're we're recording or we 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 find a way to record. We have collections of songs, but in many cases, some of us don't have the resources or the motivation to really mm. bring it to fruition with yeah. this one i was like wait a minute i'm well resourced right now i have intention i have the bandwidth let me really work on an album let me put yeah. like so from the ground up as i'm recording i'm also thinking about all right how does this song title look on a track list right yeah. how does the album name itself what's the, what kind of font do i want to use what kind of look do i want to have what kind of feel you know when i'm listening back to the songs that i'm recording i recorded like over 40 songs for this album and picked wow. the best 16 or right? what i thought were yes i'm we're getting a deluxe you're getting a, <laughs> another five records um yeah another five <laughs> songs are going to come out uh we're working on the deluxe for january for a january release with the visuals and all of that we're going to do video with sky zoo and the whole bit um so but i went into every song saying like does this match the cover and if the answer was no then it didn't make the album regardless of how much i loved the song there were songs on this they were our songs i recorded that i loved that weren't going to make this album because it wasn't cohesive i wanted to make a cohesive yeah. body of work i wanted an album that sounded like an album not like oh this is an underground rapper's attempt at an album based on songs he has laid over and he got mixed right like i just wanted like and and that was a whole idea and and motivation behind recording it in la versus in my house in new york or in yeah. my house in, in 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 the bay area like i i have the recording equipment i can find a thousand different studios in the bay area to record this but what is it to go get on a plane 
go to LA, drive through LA, see the Nipsey murals, see the Kobe murals, be in Hollywood, talk to people, mingle, mix, and use that experience paired with the fact that you're a kid from Washington Heights, 3,000 miles away, yeah. recording an album in LA, like for that, I needed that mentality. I needed to be yeah. in these like weird Hollywood hotel rooms writing and working on that. I needed to be locked in in a studio. Shout out to Entourage Studios in Hollywood, right? Like that's my management yeah. team for production and stuff like that. So they have a space. Shout out to Wash. Um, and just lock in with somebody whose instincts are pure. Like, in, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like Wash was a really instrumental part of this whole process because He's younger than me, so his instincts are a little bit more relevant than my old man instincts, maybe. So he could kind of point something out in the record, like, oh, maybe you would want to consider this. And because he's engineering, he's going to give it a sound that he feels is appropriate. And he's grounded in real hip hop, but can also do all the other stuff that LA people do and the music industry does. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, yeah. to have somebody there as an engineer mixing in real time, as opposed to me recording it, sending it out to get mixed and mastered, getting the first draft of the mix, and then having to type back and timestamp where I want the delay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or where I want my echo or here, maybe you want to throw some pitch correction on this. That, yeah. that, takes away from the, the the fluidity it takes away from the organic nature of the yeah. creative process Definitely. if he's able to mix it on the fly and then put some sauce on it afterwards then it, it just it sounded that way like when i yeah. heard the first record in context to everything when i heard coronation fully mixed i was like this is an album i am listening to an album i'm not listening to a mixtape i'm not listening to my my attempt at an album this is an, it's album. an album yeah i mean you it's better than most, you know, actual studio out records like that are made by these big artists who are, you know, some of the biggest people in the world. I've said, I, I mean, appreciate you, that, got, yeah. you almost got two, <laughs> you almost got two entire points higher than CLB. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and a lot of money went into CLB. So <laughs> that's saying a lot. Like that is saying, like, even though that, that's saying a lot, you know what I'm saying? It, it's saying a lot about like me being the age that I am. And where I'm at in my career, respective to some of these bigger name artists, and I'm still hungry, I'm still motivated, I still yeah. want to do this work. It's not like I question myself. I know the kind of lane that I want to be in, and I'm just trying to push through on that lane. I'm not, yeah. I don't expect to do stadium tours. That'd be great, but I don't expect that. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I don't put my best foot forward. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of people just feel slighted and, and fucked up by the music industry. So they just want to do whatever underground shit they really fuck with. And then yeah. they get frustrated that their numbers don't look good. They get frustrated that no one's responding to them in the way that they did. Well, you half-ass the entire creative process. Yeah. You can't half-ass the, the, the creative process and then be mad that the world doesn't respond to you in the way that you want, right? Yeah. If you yeah. give it your all, and for whatever reason it doesn't work then you know you gave it your all and this may not be what you need to be doing yeah right but for yeah. me it's like i wanted to go all in and anytime that i go all in on myself my life has changed for the better you know what i'm saying when i moved away from doing the regular nine to five insurance job to become a teaching artist i went all the way in i was broke i was ducking my landlord i was doing all types of shit to make this dream a reality because I believed in myself and I, and, I, and, I, and I gambled on it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But people, if you tell the upcoming artists, yo, you want to really make it, you're going to have to be broke for like three years, even though you're recording music, even though you have video out, you're going to be broke for three years. And maybe then you'll have a shot. If you tell them that 
at the beginning of their career, not everybody's going to be like, all right, let's go for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not even me, but I knew on the other side of all my adversity, I knew on the other side of the struggle or the transition from comfort and nine to five job and you can do good here, but you're an artist and you want to do this thing. I knew that this was going to pay off. Right. I told myself, like, I'm a different brand of artist. I'm not just going to get signed to a major deal and then be off to the races. I'm a different brand of artist. So I have to move differently. I have to think differently. I have to think yeah. in a way that's conducive to who I am as an artist, who I am as a person. And I think what you're seeing over the last two years is the culmination of that. Yeah. I mean, I think like that's I think a, a big thing that almost every sort of creator, anyone who wants to do anything that's out of the ordinary, out of the, you know, go to college, get a job, be safe, you know, work these hours, like anyone who wants to do something that's, you know, out of the ordinary, I think kind of goes through that. And it was, it, it's what ends up weeding a lot of people out where it's like, you know, do I pursue this? I'm really good at it. Or do I just go for the easy option? And you know what I mean? Like, you know, the people who stick with it and, you know, are really going to work through that. I mean, look at you, you're 40 years old and you just said you made your most successful album. Like people expect overnight success. And I mean, it's never really going to happen. I mean, we look in the yeah. rap game right now. I mean, you know, Griselda is dominating. They're all almost 40 years old. Future turned yeah. 38 the other day. I mean, it, it's not like. It can happen at any time, but I mean, we've seen like people who stick with it are, you know, always going to be, you know, they're always going to come out on top. I mean, it's really, it's a game of who can, you know, survival of the fittest. Exactly. <laughs> but I also think that like hip hop is now multi-generational, right? Yeah. So the 40 year olds, the upper 30 year olds, they don't, they can't relate, nor do they want to in most cases to, to the young, younger, little 808 driven <laughs> rap music and this is not to knock them i'm just saying that as an older person who comes from a different generation who literally was outside before the turn of the century that's not what you want to listen to that's not what you want to hear they're not giving you the messages they're not giving you the feeling that you had when you were a 15 year old kid yeah. right now the 15 year old kid who cuts on and hears estg or any of these young boys that's their entry point into hip hop. They're gonna love it the same way that I love Nas, and I can't knock yeah. them for that. But now we're so multi generational, right? We have hip hop lovers in their fifties, we have hip hop lovers in their forties, and they love the music that they grew up with. They yeah. love, you know, what I'm saying, like when I did the show with Rakim, there were old heads in the audience because that's the music they grew up. My brother, who never has come to my rap shows ever. Barely ever visits me in 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 the, in, uh, the Bay Area. Flew out <laughs> to come to watch me perform and watch Rakim perform because that's his era of hip hop. Yeah. So the fact that I was performing with his favorite rapper from his era of hip hop was just a cherry on the Sunday. You know what I'm saying? But for other people like myself, our area, our favorite era of hip hop was the Nas, the Biggie, the the Tupac. For other people, it's the J Coles, the Drakes, the the Kendricks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then down the list, down the list, down the list. So we're now yeah. multi-generational. And even in the generation that I consider myself to be in, there are still people out there who are looking for new music. They're looking for new artists to fuck with. And yeah. that's, that's, I think that's where I'm providing that, uh, that solution, right? I'm kind of filling in that problem. You, you want new music that sounds like the classic shit? Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm that's saying? It, so, yeah. yeah. It sounds, you know, you have that vibe, except you're not like biting it off. You're just, you know, doing your own spin on it. Kind of like what Griselda's doing is a big, you know, similar artist, not really in 
know, you guys are very different in a sense. You talk about different things, but you know, in the sense you have that '90s vibe, that '90s fire, but you don't really, you know, wear it on your sleeve. Where it's like, okay, this guy's just, you know, doing a Nas impression. He's doing a, you know, a right. KRS One impression. You know, whoever it is. But um, right. You know, but I can be on stages with both. Like I've done tours with KRS One, but then yeah. I was just with Bodie James the other day. <laughs> like, yeah. You understand what I'm that's saying? Another one I forgot. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, for yeah. sure. How, how was opening up for Boldly? Um, it was cool. It was cool. It was a very low-key show, very intimate. They didn't do mm -hmm. a lot of promotion for it. But, you know, people came out. People came out. They appreciated it. They supported. Um, you know, I, 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 I got a lot of love. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Boldly seemed like he was hella cool. Gave me nothing but love and respect. His peoples gave me love and respect. <laughs> So it was it was it was it was really just a, a cool, interesting experience, um, you know. And and I, I I love I love I love what he's doing. I love what Griselda's doing as a whole. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there's like the, the elements of the real hip hop. There's elements of other things. He's from Detroit, so it's different than yeah. what you what you know from the the the, the core Griselda yeah. members, yeah. right? But he's providing something that's still kind of kind of fly and kind of fresh. So yeah. I'm, I'm with that. Didn't you um? You also saw Conway, I think, right? Didn't you see him? Yeah, no, I perf I, I I didn't perform with them, but I, I did see. I was I, I went to that show, the um level get you killed tour. Shout out to Conway, um. But I had opened up for Griselda maybe two two years ago before they kind of blew up where they yeah. are now. I opened up for Westside Benny Conway. They were all there, and I opened up for them oh, wow. there, and I had met Benny then. Um, but yeah, he just showed love. He was cool, like you know what I'm saying. Really. Yeah. He, I could see that he he's close to my age and he still loves this shit. Like I, yeah. there was a moment I saw him on stage where he was just literally taking it all in. Like, yo, I'm really here. Like yeah. I saw that that level of recognition. You know what I'm saying? And and you would have to be a rapper to see it. It was very subtle. Like he was on stage, people are showing him love. They're clapping. They're going crazy. The beats on, and he just stopped for a moment and just looked. And I saw the look in his eye. And I knew what was going on with him. I knew that he had felt like this, I've arrived to what I've yeah. wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you arrive to something, that doesn't mean that's that's the end of it and you're solidified. That means you've just started to be where you need to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'll be very interested and I'm very in, in, invested in what Griselda does over the next 10 years. Yeah. They're definitely, you know, some yeah. of the best out there. And I mean, Another thing, you know, talking about where you're arriving somewhere and it means you're really just getting started. I saw this clip the other day um, of J. Cole speaking at one of his shows and he was saying how, you know, like the journey is what the best part about success is. Like if you don't have the journey to wherever you're going, it's just not right. Like, you know, if right. you could wake up tomorrow and be where you want to be, you wouldn't feel satisfied. You'd want more because, you know, you're just you're not you can't get it without the journey. The journey is what makes you know everything everything so i mean you know for whoever is out there like that's a mindset that i've tried to adapt where like whatever no matter how shitty something is i try to make something good out of it because it's like you got to enjoy these parts because i mean you know it's part of the grind it's part of the hustle but exactly um, yeah yeah so um what's next for unlearn the world you know i mean i'm sure you're drained from creating such a you know <laughs> great album but you know what's we're still at it though i, I was yeah. recording the other day i'm still at it like i'm you know my pen my pen hasn't hasn't changed anything i have to i have to give myself rest right because then yeah. otherwise i get obsessive and then i ignore everything else in life like i stop eating i stop raising my kids i stop all this shit like ends because i'm just kind of in artist mode or album yeah. mode 
But, um, you know, just kind of experiencing, regrouping, talking to the team, seeing what the next strategies are. We're going we're gonna to really lock in with a lot of, like, big collaborations. It goes back to what I said. I, I want my name in these rap conversations. So if that means that I got to work with the artists that people are talking about, then, all right, we're going to work with them. And it's not it's, – it's, it's friendly, adversarial, hip-hop competition, right? I just want to be – I'm nice. So I yeah. want to be – talked about and compared to the people who everybody else considers nice whether it's yeah. the bay area whether it's anywhere else um so you're going to see a lot more collaborations we have the deluxe album coming in january a bunch of visuals and a different kind of marketing campaign the way we're rolling out like it's not just a tour we're not doing a tour i'm doing a show i'm doing shows but a lot of these shows are going to be immersive meaning like i'm just kind of breaking down how i worked on certain beats and all of that you're going to kind of get a feel for the creative process and then you're going to get a show um oh, doing lectures awesome. um so i'm lecturing on music production i'm lecturing on hip-hop education work and the creative process in and of itself so there's a lot of things like I'm, I'm just trying to change the not necessarily the trajectory but the 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 blueprint for how people can enter this game in the way that they want that's authentic mm -hmm. to them right i'm a hip-hop educator i'm a rapper who raps at a high level that's what i need to represent i'm not here to like be the dude in the club doing the walkthrough that's not who i am you know what i'm saying i will take a walkthrough though don't let's don't get fucked up like i will take a you got bread for a walkthrough i got you like it's not <laughs> even an issue but that's not who i am at my core so it's just kind of really being more and more grounded with who i am really pushing this album because i think that this body of work needs eyes and ears on it so really pushing this and you know and and then moving on from here just kind of really really getting into my bag as a producer, working with a lot of different artists, hopefully some well-known artists can get some placements and do some things, but really like getting my name out there as a producer and as a rapper, I'm on their ass. Like I'm not playing with them. <laughs> I was, I was just about to say, um, that's something I'd like love to see from you in the future is like a, is you produce someone's like entire album, like almost like on like some rock Marciano shit. Cause I mean, we know like, you know, he's a, yeah. a great rapper just like you. And I mean, he's been producing, you know, full length records for, um, you know, he did one for flea Lord this year. He did one for stove God cooks last year with um, you know, reasonable drought, which I know is an album um, you're a fan of, but, um, you know, like that's like something I'd love to see from you because your beats are like, I think probably the most underrated part of your game. You got a great, fucking beats you thank know what you. i mean like thank you for that. i mean the light like light years really showed that i mean with like the sampling and stuff i mean we've talked in the past and you've you know told me like you know once you told me you were listening to like japanese jazz music for like yeah. you know hours and days <laughs> and i'm like you know that that's a special thing you know like so to be sure. able to pull things out like and you you know you've shown your abilities as a producer so you know i'd love to see something like that in the future but um that live show you know you were talking about where it's like a immersive you know you're going to perform and also you know converse with the audience you know enlighten them on your process and everything i think that's super cool and um you know i was at rolling loud a couple weeks ago in new york so i was you know seeing yeah. a lot of different performances and one of my favorite shows and this was obviously a lot different he wasn't really going into the actual like depth of the music but i saw um jack harlow perform and he kind of like he almost was doing like a stand-up comedy music show where like he would kind of like he would talk for like two, three minutes, crack a couple jokes, say something cool, and then he'd go back and perform a song. And I just like really enjoyed that style of performing. It really made his show like very engaging for the entire time. So um, you know, I definitely um 
you know, it sounds dip so cool. Where are you? Um, you know, you have places you're planning on going or Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be in New York in in January. So, you know what I'm saying? Trying to trying to book some shows there. I'm doing some LA stuff. I'm trying to really uh fuck with LA. LA's fucking with me heavy. Like the, yeah. shout out to like the LA underground scene. Like people like, you know, they're really showing me a lot of love since I've been out there and I was recording my album and really trying to get mixy with people and seeing like what was what. Um so a lot of that um, and just, yeah, traveling a lot, a lot more traveling, just trying to go to major cities, really trying to get it in, in that respect, but also like yeah. just trying to really branch out this region. Right. So Bay area, LA, yeah. Reno, Seattle, Portland, like all of that, there, there's a market for the kind of lyricism that I'm bringing to the table and I'm gonna yeah. go out into the world and find it so that yeah. they fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely, I mean, I was asking to try to see if you were coming to New York. Cause you know, if you're in New York, if you know, I'm, I'm we are, there, yeah, I'm, we're going to link. Yeah. We're going to link. Yeah. I, I'm trying to set up some shows, but I'm going to be out there. Hopefully by the end of January, I'll, I'll keep you posted for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah. And I definitely, I definitely see what you're also saying with the, you know, there's definitely a certain sound that I don't know who birthed in this like underground Bay area hip hop, but there's so many artists who are like doing similar things to you and not in a bad way. Like everyone's just kind of, you know, creating and expanding upon this, you know, this sound that I feel like, you know, you do what's real does. Um, there's a bunch of other artists out there, you know, Lil MC and like, you guys all just have like this, a certain, I, it's, I can't explain it, but you guys all just have something to you that like, I love my favorite, like underground scene is the Bay area. I will tell anyone like that is yeah. the best. Like you guys got so much like shit going on there. Like I, I just love it. And like, yeah. you know, sometimes like a new artist will hit me up and you know, someone, you know, or what's real knows. And it's like, just more people keep getting added to this tree and it's like more people I know. It's like, I, I love it down there. I really, I gotta, that's one of my goals in the next, you know, couple of years is to get out there, you know, see a couple of shows and just like, yeah, come through. We'll take care of you, bro. We got you. It's, 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 it's an amazing <laughs> underground scene. It's a yeah. lot of, a lot of talent out here. It's really diverse and I'm just appreciative to be part of it. And I'm appreciative that they show me love. So shout out to the Bay area. You know what I'm saying? I, I love y'all, you know, I'm still in New York, but I definitely love the Bay Area and the Bay Area's home right now. So yeah, hundred percent. So um, we're about to wrap this up. Uh, I just yeah. want to ask, you know, as a closing statement, um, you know, what do you want anyone to walk away from Crowns with? Um, would be one thing they could walk away <laughs> with. What would be that one thing? That yo know, like. You fight a lot of wars in life, right? But you you ultimately, ha it starts with it starts and ends with you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It starts and ends with you. You create your reality. Like yeah. it's, it's part of growing up and being a man and being a, an adult is to take accountability, right? But once you have that accountability, you are now grounded in the reality that you create your circumstances. Your circumstances don't create you. You can give meaning rather than finding meaning. And that's what I want people to walk away with. Yeah. Listen, man, um, thank you for your time. We appreciate you. You know, we I love talking to you every time. It's appreciate always you, a treat. You're such an inspiration to me. And I'm sure, you know, everyone listening to this can learn something from you and, you know, ultimately become a better person, come better off in life from what you're doing. You're just hell of an inspiration. I appreciate the hell out of you. Thank you for your time. And um, I'm looking forward to hearing from you soon and seeing, you know, where crowns is going to go from here absolutely so, um, <laughs> thank you so much and thank you everyone for listening to this episode um you guys have any 
you know, drop what you want to see next because I'm trying to get podcast episodes out. But, um, yeah, thank you so much for watching. Fantastic Hip Hop signing out. Peace. Peace, peace, peace.